AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the crop insurance industry. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Congresswoman DeLauro, thank you very much for joining us as a guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm pleased to be with you. Thank you very, very much for the opportunity. We have about 47 million Americans who are now qualified for the SNAP benefits, the nutritional program of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In your view, is this program working to address hunger? And if it is or not, how should it be changed? Well, quite frankly, first of all, it is uh, about, about 47 million, about 22 million of them are, uh, uh, are children. Uh, but uh, actually the food stamp program is doing precisely and absolutely what it was uh, intended to do. And, uh, and honestly, it really is a program that increases the participation when you are in difficult economic times. And we are in very difficult economic times and have been over the last uh, uh, several years through the recession. It also then, the participation decreases and it slows down uh, when the economy gets better. And you'll take a look at some of the indicators and uh, we are beginning, to, it's anticipated that it will go down as the economy uh, is better over the next few years. Last year, the House uh, didn't consider a new farm bill or any changes in the nutrition program. As you look at the issue of hunger and the new farm bill, what are your biggest priorities? Well, let me let me first say to you, as an adjunct to the numbers that um, people who are uh, utilizing the food stamp program, we're looking at nearly 50 million Americans today who struggle with hunger. And I've talked about the number of children in, involved. Um, hunger is a great cost to this nation, um, both in the abstract of lower, lower test scores, uh, poor school performance. You've got about, if you do the, the cost, the, the, the cost involved in there, you're looking maybe about $160 billion a year in, uh, in health care spending as a result of hunger. Let me just give you a, uh, a fact from my congressional district. I represent the 3rd District of Connecticut. Now, Connecticut statistically is viewed as the, the, uh, um, uh, the richest state in the nation. And that's because we have very, very high-income people in Fairfield County. But it's regarded as the richest state in the nation. In my congressional district, one out of seven people are what they call, quote, food insecure. Now, that's just a very nice way of saying that people are hungry and people don't know where their next meal is coming from. So that, is un that has to be unacceptable in the United States. Uh, and, you know, that's where we are looking at um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the food stamp program. Now, with, with what you're t uh, talking about is um, 
you know, the, and I, I'm just trying to get back to your question, which was on the farm bill. Uh, and what we need and is through the farm bill, and that's where you deal with a strong safety net, which is, which is with, with regard to producers, but also to American family. And that is what is part of what the, the farm bill is about. And, and, and listen, if you go to American farmers and you talk about their engagement with the food stamp program and nutrition and with food banks, et cetera, uh, this is an avenue for them as well to, you, you know, to, uh, to help to address that issue. So that the farm bill has the, the, the safety net for farmers and producers, and it also is a safety net for American families in terms of, and, 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 and for hunger and nutrition. Mr. Lauro, uh, your party is in the minority of the House of Representatives, and if the Farm Bill does come up for a vote this year, it's likely that it's going to have at least $16 billion in SNAP cuts in it, uh, like the version last year. So what is your reaction to the possibility that your colleagues in the House will cut the amount of nutrition spending? Well, I don't. I guess I just don't subscribe to your comment that it will have at least 16. But you know, I think it's much too early to uh, you know to tell. Um, uh, I, I, I really do, and I'm not just saying that. I, I think I, 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 I take issue with your conclusion, and I, I don't know what your conclusion is is uh, is, uh, is is based on. But I will just say that for me, that that's unacceptable, and to cut people's benefits. Uh, at a time when we're looking at great economic um, uh, insecurity uh, for families and with high levels of, uh, uh, you know, of, of, of hunger. Uh, and, look, you, you can go around the country. You can talk to people who are engaged in, the, uh, in, 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 in food banks, and, uh, and they're running. They don't, have, they don't have food. They have people coming in who never thought that they were going to utilize food banks in the past. Uh, so now is not the time to cut back on food. I'm, I'm not of the view that we're going to, you know, that uh, it's acceptable to go down the road that some may want to go down. That it's just not the time uh, for us uh, to be doing that. And you know, look, neither the House nor the Senate version of the Farm Bill last year moved us in the right direction. Uh, quite honestly, no, I thought that there were some very good things in the bill, uh, in the House bill for my home state of Connecticut. You had research, support for conservation programs. Better support for specialty crop producers. Those are the this is the efforts in, in, in my district. Uh, but those things do not make up for the deep cuts to SNAP that would cut the amount of resources available for uh, uh, for families. Uh, uh, you know, every, uh, every every month we would have seen by the House bill last year would have thrown as many as three million people uh, off of the uh, off of the food stamp program. Um, and and quite frankly, I'll just be very upfront with you. Uh, neither and, 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 and neither bill, one in House or Senate, uh, made fundamental uh, you know changes in the crop insurance program that needs to be fair and equitable as well. Why should one third of premium subsidies go to just over thirty three thousand producers as they do now, or why just twenty six twenty six? Out of 2.2 million producers, get more than a million dollars in premium subsidies a year. 
let me go further if I can. Federal government picks up probably over half, maybe even close to 60% of the cost of the, uh, the, uh, uh, of the subsidy. That doesn't include administrative um, uh, costs that the, that the federal government picks up. And we have 26 individuals who get at least a million dollars in a premium subsidy. And you know what? They do not have to pass any uh, income threshold. They do not have any uh, asset test. We just say amen. And we have asset tests and income thresholds in the uh, uh, the food stamp uh, the food stamp program, as we should, as we should. Could I ask you quickly if you would favor having the farm bill uh, decoupled from nutrition uh, legislation, uh, or keep no. the two together? No, I think as I said, there is a safety net which is built, and, and if you take a look at the farm bill, the the bulk of the farm bill is uh, the text is about a safety net, but it's overall the text. It's a, sa- it's a safety net, and it's on the nutrition side, and it's also on the producer side. And I think uh, it should stay that way. But overall, the, the safety net, if there are n- numerous ways in terms of which uh, producers uh, can get uh, relief if there are cutbacks in particular areas, in particular programs, they can move from one to another uh, to, to uh, address what shortfalls they may have in, in a particular program. Uh, and that we should, uh, uh, that it does not occur on the nutrition side. There's just one uh, area in which they can uh, address, we, we address the nutrition area. Mr. Laurel, let me turn to one area before I move ahead, and that is you address hunger as a major issue for you and your constituency and people of America. Um, and I've heard that you are interested in more access to food by people in areas that might be called food deserts and potentially expanding meals on wheels. Could you talk about that a moment? Well, I'm going to go to what's happening with sequestration and meals on wheels, um, and uh, what I'm going to do on Monday in my district uh, is to visit those programs where we the, the meals are delivered uh, to seniors uh, who then qualify for meals on wheels. And what we're going to do by way of seeing the kind of automatic indiscriminate cuts with regard to sequestration uh, is it going to be a serious cut in the Meals on Wheels on pro- program. And, and, and as you know the program, these are for, for people who are, are oftentimes are homebound. They can't get out, uh, you know, to, uh, you know to, to avail themselves of getting uh, a, a, a meal. Uh, or these programs, and, you know, there again, I think that that is, it doesn't reflect the values of this nation. It doesn't reflect who we are that we should uh, be, you know, cutting uh, these kinds of uh, Meals on Wheels programs or food programs uh, when we provide a subsidy to the oil and gas industry of $4 billion uh, every single year. I think that they're not struggling at the moment from the recession. Congresswoman, let me move to the administration's negotiations right now on a trans-Pacific partnership. It would definitely affect agriculture. 
have uh, your concerns been addressed regarding potentially having this type of a trade relationship worldwide? No, 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 they have, they have not, and particularly on the food safety. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, I had the opportunity, I think twice this week, uh, once to, uh, uh, with Secretary Vilsack, and then uh, yesterday uh, with Undersecretary Avalos. They came to testify before the Appropriations uh, Committee, um, and I, uh, I, I at one time chaired the Agricultural Appropriations Subcommittee, and, but I'm still a senior member of the committee. Um, and uh, they came up before us to talk about their budget request. My, my main concerns, as I expressed, were the, um, um, the two-pronged um, uh, 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 effort. Um, one had to do with food safety, and one had to do with transparency. Um, and with food safety, the new procedures which are being pushed um, by industry uh, pre- pre- presents a really a clear risk to the substance of our food safety standards, as well as the animal and plant health standards that are critical to the productivity of American agriculture. Um, uh, in November, last November, myself along with Representative Walter Jones and Senator Mary Landrieu, we wrote a letter to the trade representative highlighting our worries um, that we could see in the U.S. an influx of contaminated seafood from Vietnam and Malaysia uh, because of the TPP, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, uh, um, and uh, in addition to which, we would find that um, uh, China may indeed use uh, the uh, Malaysia as a platform for being able to get into their products. And you know, um, I, I, I think that the number of, of, of uh, citations or stopping of of, of, at the border of contaminated product from Malaysia, from Vietnam, from um, uh, 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 China uh, is in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds. So uh, we ought to be very wary of this agreement as it affects our, uh, our food safety uh, and the public health of the people in this country. And what we shouldn't allow to have happen is that trade uh, trumps public health. Mr. Laurel, may I turn to one other area, and that is that you've expressed concern about antibiotics being used in animal agriculture. And I wonder if you would propose any changes in the way that this law is administered on the federal level. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, let me just say to you that antibiotics are an important part of medicine today. Uh, And I was pleased in March of last year when the federal judge ruled that the FDA must address the growing health threat. That's caused by the misuse of antibiotics in farm animals. Now, I'm a longtime supporter of my colleague, Representative Louise Slaughter's legislation, uh, that would phase out the non-therapeutic use of antibiotics in livestock uh, in, in order to be able to maintain the effectiveness of antibiotics in these animals. Um, and uh, so I think we need to protect the integrity of antibiotics and at the same time protect the health of American families. Congresswoman DeLauro, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Okay, appreciate it. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by the crop insurance industry, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. I'm Ken Root.